Steve Run Part 2. It's Radio Free Tote Bag and I'm Audrey. I'm Donovan. It's the fastest podcast in North America. It's so fast. <laughs> Nothing is faster. We're like the cheetah of podcast. Well, we're not the fastest. What's the fastest the, the animal Sonic. in North America? The we're Sonic, like the, the Sonic the Hedgehog of podcasts. Yeah. And returning to the show, uh, our very own, think of another Sonic character. What's the bat's Tails. name? No, you're not Tails. You're more like a Rouge, probably. <laughs> or... Rouge the you, Bat of the RFTB universe. We have Brindy Borough returning. Welcome back to the Hello. show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Are you I familiar love with Rouge the Bat? Being a guest. I, I am familiar with Rouge the Bat. Isn't, uh, that, isn't that the one, like a lot of the... That's like a fan favorite. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> in certain ways. I th- I think in certain circles, <laughs> the favorite. The number one uh, search when you type Rouge the Bat, the number one search suggestion is, of course, Rouge the Bat fan art. There we go. Uh, I thought you were going to say feet. Feet. <laughs> a close second. I wonder, if, is anyone into that. wings specifically, do you think? Is there a fetish for winged? Scalies is what they're called. Uh, like well, uh, not furries, but scalies. Scalies. Uh, they like dragons time, and lizards and stuff. Famously, I uh, coined the term "slicky" for people who are like cetacean furries. Like cetacean, a, like salamanders and axolotls, or like a uh, whales, uh, whales and dolphins. Because they're kind of slippery. Yeah, what was the I word? Them you slickies. Slick. <laughs> slicky. And uh, I coined uh, my changed my name to Slicky Jizz Whale for an episode. That was pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and we're bringing it back this week. We got Ruse the Bat. We got Slicky Jizz Whale. And That's me, some cellar door shit, baby. And Slicky me, Jizz Whale's good. Um, Sonichu. <laughs> Do we want to get into it? This no, week? no. No. Somebody wrote in a question asking us to do discourse on Sonichu, and I am simply teasing oh. them. We will never do discourse on Chris Chan. On the progenitor of Sonichu, no. I don't it's... think there's really anything to say. Like, yeah. I think there is laughing at a mentally ill person mm-hmm. and yeah. not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's an easy decision to make, and yeah. we choose not doing that. Right. I will choose... Which one I do in the privacy of my own home <laughs> by yeah, myself. You'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> Schrodinger's Christian discourse. <laughs> now I'm referencing Sonichu. It's kind of convergent evolution where two independent things end up being very similar. This was actually a character I coined myself, but it's a Pikachu that's blue and can turn oh. into a ball and spin around. This is my... OC. Oh, your version is yeah, the right. other way. It's yeah, like when Pika, they put Peter P- Griffin's face on Homer. Exactly. And then they right. put Homer's face on Peter Griffin. Exactly. Picanic isn't a very good name, though. Because mm, it kind of yeah. just sounds like your Yogi Bear saying Picanic. <laughs> Picanic. Picanic basket. But Picanic has a basket, too. <laughs> Yay! There's so many layers. Uh, there's Beatniks and there's Picanics. So you kind of have to say Sonichu. Yeah, we just had to, just for the sake of the ring to it, two things can be called the same thing. That's okay. It's no Sonichu as well. Totally allowed. There's many (laughs) movies called The Deep. There are many movies Mm. called The Deep. There are many movies called Saving Private Ryan, and that's okay. It's just a phrase that lots of people land on. (laughs) Yeah, there's like five of them. (laughs) I like the romantic comedy. I can't same believe price. two of them got nominated for Oscars <laughs> in the same year. It was really confusing. <laughs> How's everybody doing? I'm a big sleepy head. Uh-oh. So sleepy. Ooh, honk shoe. I ran out of coffee today. I had to drink Mio, the blue kind, and it's like yeah. radioactive blue when you put it in the glass. And I Man, feel what like the hell are you talking so. about? What's Mio? It's in the little, you ever see this? It's like a concentrated shit. It's Italian, right? What's that? It's Italian, right? Is it Italian? Oh, mio! God fucking damn it. (laughs) They look like a little teardrop container and you like, you squirt it into like sparkling water or something. Oh yeah. It's got caffeine and vitamins. It's caffeine. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I did not know that. This one is 
On Wikipedia, it says, see also, Borg. Borg? <laughs> Resistance yeah. is futile. You will drink Neo. Okay, we're doing this segment early where I go on Wikipedia and look something up because I want to see what Borg is. Borg, Borg is a is... mixed drink made in a plastic gallon jug containing water, vodka, flavored drink mix such as Mio or Kool-Aid, and sometimes an electrolyte mix such as Pedialyte. Jesus. I love throwing like Pedialyte powder in there being like, this'll this'll even it this out. Fix it. This'll I've always prevent... wondered if you could drink vodka Gatorade and just be chill the next day. <laughs> You skip the part that it stands out. for Blackout Rage Gallon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love that. Wait, I made this shit in college. We made a variant to this, but we yeah. called it Riot Punch. Yes, oh, I remember Riot Punch. Interesting. I, I We called it something that I have been told is racist, so oh, I will oh, not no. be repeating <laughs> it on, <laughs> on the show. We were not allowed program. to say Dago Juice on the we have been FCC sent us a cease and desist last time we did. I think ours is more intense than this though, because it was. Uh... Yeah, they said we couldn't call it Mick Punch. <laughs> That's when you make it with the green. Yeah, yeah it was all it's green. It's got to be the green stuff. Ours was two things to Everclear. Uh, you get those frozen juice concentrate tubes because yep. that'll cover up anything. We would crush up a whole pack of caffeine pills. And then a couple yes. of Red Bulls, and then some five hour energy, and then like a Sprite in there too. It was fucked up. Like a can of Sprite. Like yeah, I mean, we just Sprite. poured like all the Sprite and fruit, and you know, it's just you make a big cooler full of it, you know, just like. Just go crazy. I think, I think Pour the goofiest, goofiest drink I ever made, uh, we were making mint julep milkshakes one night. That we sounds good fancy. as hell, actually. Yeah, I was dating a, a graduate student when I was uh, in undergrad, so I would drink things like mint julep milkshakes or uh, watermelon schnapps and Sprite, and we called it a Jolly Planter. It was like a Jolly Rancher, but uh, you're not a rancher, you're a planter. Oh, and it had bourbon in it. There, it that, like sounds, a, that sounds like pretty good. I'd drink that. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, Wood drink. We're yeah, dinging the wood drink, drink bill at the top of the Oh, show. no. We made whiskey sours with Fireball, too, because we were fucking degenerates. Ooh. It tastes like uh, the inside of a thrift shop smells. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I have one, one college drink that I actually really enjoy and would probably, even though I don't really drink very much mm -hmm. uh, anymore because it hurts my tummy, oh. uh, would probably still want to would be very tempted is uh irish car bombs oh car bombs fucking rip. it's just They're like the most good. delicious milkshake you just yeah. like chug a whole chocolate milkshake it gets you very fucked up i walked into a bar one time on saint patrick's day and said i'll have a car bomb and they said we don't do irish car bombs here and i said okay here's what i want you to do i want you to pour me half a guinness a shot of whiskey <laughs> and a shot of bailey's please and they said we don't make car bombs <laughs> you jerk. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, they're awesome. So it's like you take a shot of whiskey, you drop it in, blow. No, no, I feel I'm oh, saying you're I saying you the bartender. The like I, I've never Apologies. heard it called that. This is just a drink that me and my Irish buddies make. We call them <laughs> up the Raz or something. Like <laughs> I, I feel I feel like the important thing, you said half of a glass. And I remember them being nearly full, just enough to like fit mm, a shot glass mm, in. Mm, mm, and then we would put Bailey's and then float yeah. whiskey and then light that on fire Whoa. and then put it in there. And then it like bubbles up and you have to drink it before it spills, which you never do. That's gnarly. That sounds poor. Uh, anything that's on fire is cool with me. Yeah. Flaming was... Dr. Pepper. You ever, you ever do that shit? Have yeah. you ever had Dr. hot Pepper? Dr. Pepper? No. Look that up on YouTube. It's a very good video. <laughs> Not uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listeners, just go ahead and look that up while we're watching it now. The next 10 minutes will be in silence and we'll <laughs> rejoin you after this. It's a very funny video of a little kid, like early, early days of YouTube, like 2005, who's just like describing heating up Dr. Pepper like it's a very like it's an invention he made <laughs> uh and it's really funny uh, wow. equal parts dr pepper and microwave yeah serve meat that sounds delightful 
<laughs> Y'all got any updates before we hit Bryn with our returning guest question? Do we have any topics? I'm I've been bone dry lately. No, my, my Bryn, t- how's your dating life going? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, good. Uh. Oh, yeah. As listeners of the last time I was on the show might remember, I have been in a long-term relationship with my partner. I don't like calling a stray relationship a partner, but my he's, it's weird to call him my boyfriend. We've been together for seven years. Yeah. We're not married because who's got time? Cause he's but, but that's like really the only reason, you know, one of those things. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. That's been great. We've lived together for the past five years or something. Oh, yeah. Six? I don't really know. Uh, so that's fine. About five and a half so that your relationship is the same age as this podcast. Nice. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, inspired by Love Show, Radio Free Talk Bag. <laughs> yeah. Love Show. Is that <laughs> that's how not, we describe not it. Not an advice podcast. God, it's if we a called love it show. Love Show, our SEO would be awful through the roof yeah it would be much more germane (laughs) um yeah so i've been in a long-term relationship for a long time uh that's why they call it that um but as listeners of the show might also remember uh i am an open relationship uh so still quote unquote dating uh if -hmm. that makes any sense um uh so it's been all right I mean, sort of really slowed down in the pandemic <laughs> mm-hmm, for obvious yeah. reasons, because it's like, why put yourself through anything that's difficult or requires uh, seeing other people at all yeah. during this a pandemic? True. But, uh, you know, in the uh, in the year since, mostly just friendly dates, mm-hmm. friendly hookups, yeah. like things like that. I, I will say. Uh, I guess I should. I he's not gonna listen to it. Uh, there was a guy who I dated quite a long time ago. Uh, like eight eight years ago, I think at this point, mm-hmm. we dated for about a year, and then it ended really messily, like oh, no. like kind of a kind of a ghost situation. Uh-oh. And it, it was pretty a it was a pretty big bummer. Like especially at you know I was. 28 or something so i was like felt it kind of more intensely i was a little mad but over the years i was just like whatever he's probably you know what i I got into a very stable relationship i was like he's probably fine this year i ran into him for the first time in a long time at a comic book convention and uh me being me went up to him and be like hey how have you been and he seemed taken aback and uh and i was just like i i said uh i was like i you know love your new project blah blah, blah. and uh he uh was like uh hey sorry for all that stuff and i was like oh it's fine and he was like i was like i felt bad he was like you felt bad and he was and we kind of just were like oh we both felt bad about it much less of a thing. Let's, than let's hang turned, out. So yeah. I invited him and his partner over to uh, a party. Uh, yeah. And now we're friends. We're going to hang out this week. That rocks. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's good. We love a good follow-up from, from something like that. Right. I was going to say that the, um, that the way that that relationship ended is very seasonally appropriate, as we are in spooky season, that he would... This is right. That's right. That it's time. an on-topic story. It was November <laughs> when it happened. Wow. Um, the I remember very specifically, it was cold. I wrote a song about it. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, now I'm sort of in this place of, like, what is the statute of limitations here? Like... Yeah. Probably a good idea to keep it platonic at this point if we hang out. Yeah. But do I have to? Yeah. What if again. I don't want to? <laughs> <laughs> it just depends. Because there's something, I mean, I think that reflects well on somebody if after that long, their first thing was like apologizing about that. It yeah. seems like they're cool. Like, I don't know. It's rad to, because even if you, you process something like that and after enough time goes by, you're like, 
whatever, like shit happens and that sucks, but it's not like getting to you in the way that I'm sure it initially did. But that kind of thing still, that'll crop up on my mind every once in a while with past things where I'm like, damn, that sucks that that happened. So there's something like nice and energizing about it working out like that. I don't know. I don't think that's out of the question. Eight years is a lot of time. No, I mean, it was, it was, I will say like very, like people talk a lot about closure, um, which I, I, you know, have long been like closure isn't real. Like you make your own closure. It closed when it ended. Don't worry about it. You close it yourself. But the feeling of like, I got to like talk to you about it and be like, yeah, I fucked up. I see why you did that. And he was like, no, I fucked up. That was so rude. And like, you know, yeah. like, and I was like, wow, I will never, ever worry about that again. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, got to feel so good. It was a great feeling. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not saying pursue closure ever, but hey, when it happens, it's yeah. really nice. It's pretty cool. I, I think I'm giving this the official RFTB green light if you're into it, because uh, <laughs> eight, years, yeah. eight years is a long time. And uh, I think sometimes there's nothing better than like firing something up after it's been cooled off for a long time. Dude, you already I know totally all this agree. stuff about each other and it sort of takes you back to that time too. Like you get to feel like a younger person again. It's cool. For sure. I am not. I, I don't know if I I would be the one to like suggest it, you know, it okay. would be yeah. a, it would be a it would be a like, hey, I appreciate you as a person cool that you're like around and want to hang out. And like, I always liked you as a person. If something bubbles up, I'm not against it. Hell yeah. Here's what you do. And everybody wins in this situation. Next time you're catching up, be like, oh, it's so, you know, I miss spending time together. This is so great. Hey, I've been listening to this podcast. It's kind of a love show. It's just, <laughs> it's really good. I was on a recent episode. You should check it out. And also subscribe to the Patreon. Just kind of say that to no particular reason. I think it's just good for the new relationship. But then he comes on and he hears you say that. And indirectly, it's like, whoa, the, you know, you yeah. don't have to do the whole move, but yeah. it's indirectly happened. And then he gets to this part of the show and he's like, ha ha. That is pretty funny. <laughs> and then I say, shouts out to you. Yeah. This one's for you. Let's, let's say his name on the podcast. Say his name. <laughs> no. Damn it. <laughs> well, if you change your mind, we've got the perfect bit. It's right here. And Very here. <laughs> and here again, guys. <laughs> So that's how my dating life has gone. That's good. That's a positive update. We love that. Yeah. Well, how about we put our positive energy together and we try to answer some of the questions from our lovely listeners that we have this week, including some pretty long ones. Oh, long boys. It's long boy season. Um, (laughs) But first. John's for long boys. Because it's got to wear them because it's so chilly out. I'm picturing a, one of them cylinders and just like a really long sock, a long boy and like a single long John instead of long Johns, <laughs> a long John. I'm imagining uh, a big donut. It's like cream filled. Oh, nice. That's you make me hungry. John. Yeah. He's a long John. I'm getting donuts tomorrow. I don't give a fuck. Damn. <laughs> I'm off tomorrow. I'm getting donuts and chalky milk for breakfast. That's going to be oh. badass. You oh. drink milk? Real I milk? Drink a little milk from time. From oh time my to goodness! Time. I'm known to dabble. Drink a little chocolate milk. milk though. Particularly, I get milk <laughs> to make oatmeal with. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then when the milk is like I'm two days out from the expiration date and I haven't used half of it, I'll have a glass of milk to try to not waste the milk. You just pound that half gal. Yeah. Half go mad. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I go H-go mad go also. Mad. <laughs> yeah. I h go mad. What's h go mad? If you heard Gomez, of a gallon of milk a day, which is a oh. weightlifter thing. Oh no, that seems. Yeah. I have a very much more sensitive stomach than that. I if I drink a gallon of milk, I'd be ruined. You got to do it for the gains, <laughs> it's all over. Brand. You got to sacrifice it all for the gains. You'd be so jover. <laughs> Shouts out to Gomad. Uh, okay. It's about to be question time, but first, uh, a quick word from our sponsors. Oh, 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 hey there, listener. It's me, Go Mad Dono. 
Mm-mm. Go mad, Dono. Go mad, Dono. I'm like, I'm like regular <laughs> Dono, but I chugged a whole gallon of milk every day. Go oh, Madonavin. Go mad, Donovan. Go Madonna. And like Madonna's in there too. Go, Go Madonna. Madonna. Hey, listen. Donovan. When I'm not taking horrific shits and being gassy as <laughs> all hell, you know what I like to spend my free time doing? Lifting <gasps> heaps. Lifting heaps, but also listening to the Radio Free Tote Bag podcast. The Radio Free Tote Bag podcast. It's kind of a love show. You can send your questions in. You know and love it. Uh, But listen, I know, like, I couldn't just be drinking a quart of milk a day. That's not enough. And that's what the main episode is like. To get that full Go Mad podcast experience, I head to the Radio Free Tote Bag Patreon. Patreon. Over at patreon.com slash RFTB, you get a big bonus jug of podcasts each week. And it's $5 a month, and we got a Discord and stickers and stuff, too. It's a hoot and a holler. Your podcast gains will be out of this world. Oh, world. <laughs> this is the most challenging ad read you've ever done with all of these <laughs> erp noises. Oh, <laughs> that's me, Go Madonovan. Patreon.com slash RFTB. Look, 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 look. Sign up. Sign Do up. It. Yeah. Do and it. And then yards. <laughs> and then, <laughs> put a vomit sound effect in there. <laughs> I'm going to put this sound effect in there. Asking all the questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. It's the question jug. It's the segment <laughs> of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions in and we do our best to answer them. We take How do you do that? Off this question jug. It's so simple to take a slug. You're off always the... chugging this jug. It's that so simple to, to give us a chug of your jug. Just head on over <laughs> to our social media at RFTB pod on Instagram and Twitter and blue sky. Well, that's just our at RFTB and stuff there or our website, RFTB.me. Click the question box link. You don't have to make an account. You get the text box, you type your question in, and then we answer it. Audrey, what are we reading first? Dear Radio Free Tote Bag. Hey. I am a 27-year-old trans woman living with my parents. The only problem is they don't know I'm trans. Uh, I I started to consider that I might be trans when I was 25, started HRT when I was 26. This was when I was living on my own in a different state. I have been on HRT for 10 months now and moved back with my parents around three months ago. It looks like I will be here for at least a few more months. I'm, con- I'm wondering how I should come out to my parents. Some more context. My dad is a pastor and generally has anti-trans views. Boo. His anti-trans views are more from a turf angle than from a conservative Christian angle. Not different. To- Not different, really. <laughs> yeah. He likes to think of himself as less conservative than his peers, and given the circles we ran in when I was a kid, he was often the most liberal person in the room. Gross. Uh, in his Mother's Day, in his Mother's Day sermon, he railed against the injustice in the world against women. In his view, those being stereotypes, being locked out of institutional power, domestic abuse, and trans women, or in his words, men who think they are women in sports. While trans issues only come up rarely in his sermons, and he often talks about not following the culture and not finding your identity in the world and not pretending to be what you are not. He says the writers at the Babylon Bee are, quote, (laughs) geniuses, and is probably getting his info on trans women, probably not getting his info on trans women from the best sources. He makes the occasional I identify as joke. Okay. Identify as uh, someone in the past tense, please. Your dad is Uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, right. (laughs) I feel my mom might think I am somewhat gay since she caught me wearing eyeliner. I passed it off as a bruise (laughs) and found my jacket with my she, her (laughs) pin in my room, passed it off as a luggage mix up with a housemate. I currently feel stranded since I am in a state with no friends and no driver's license in a very unwalkable area. I am out to my two of my three adult siblings, one of whom lives with my parents. 
Uh, I have always been a, quote, good kid and did not show signs of being trans as a kid, at least outwardly. Sing it, sister. Me too. It will come as a big shock to my parents. I have had doubts. Uh, I've had bouts of doubt about being trans and I'm scared under pressure that I will cave and give up. I have considered waiting until I have a clear escape route before coming out. I have friends in other states who would be willing to send me uh, HRT once I run out since I will have no way to refill here. I'm going crazy and want to be able to present femme again uh, when I want to. Yours truly, a confused girl. I don't so, think you're confused. I think you know exactly what's going on and the people around you are not supporting you in ways that they absolutely should. You should yep. get this kind of love and support from your family, but they are unwilling to give it to you because they are shitheads, or at least you think they probably won't based on their behavior, which is probably true. Well, we know, we know her dad is a shithead. Yeah. So, sure. I, I think, I think, I think that it sounded like in the early part of the letter that she had designs on moving out anyway. And it, this yeah. was like a yeah. temporary thing. Um, but then at the end of the letter, it sounded like she wasn't so sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't really, and my, my advice would, would kind of depend on that. Like if you're, you know, saving up some money for a couple of months to get ready to move to a place that you've already decided on and you're going to be out of there anyway. I would say, don't worry about it too much. Just mm -hmm. do keep doing what you're doing, get yeah. through it. And then, you know, I think, I think one thing is like, uh, there's sort of a, a little bit of an over, uh, an over, um, importance put on coming out, especially early, uh, with anything in in the queer sphere, um, queer sphere, Celador. the queer sphere. I, I don't think you should come out until you're ready. You know, like mm -hmm. you know, yeah. especially if you know somebody isn't going to it, like. You're basically being like, when should I have an argument that will end my relationship with my parents? Yeah, if that's how you feel, it'll go. Like, don't until you need to, uh, yeah. uh, or want to, you know, like, right. I, I think you should live your life truthfully or in the places you are and as much as you can. Um, but like, if you are afraid, if there's any chance you would be homeless <laughs> right. or, right. you know, put, have even more trouble like moving out, um, or, you know, you know, you can't get medical care. Like don't, there's no like inherent, uh, virtue to, to coming out to your parents. Like I, it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, some people never do, right. you know, with particularly like shit family situations. And this sounds like a really rough one. Like I'm in the same place of, especially if it's just a few months before you can get out just wait on it for the sake of your own stress. And you shouldn't have to do that. It, it sucks that it's like this. This isn't to say that like, well, no, it's, you just do that, you know, continue hiding your identity around them. It's fine. Cause it sucks that you have to do that. But just from a practicality standpoint of minimizing the amount of stress you have to go through here, because moving is stressful. And I'm sure just right. generally living with people like this is stressful. Like living with family at all can be really difficult. And it's a whole nother thing. If your stupid fucking dad is like quoting Elon Musk tweets all day, <laughs> that sounds like actual hell. That's just yeah. fucking obnoxious. Um, yeah. I mean, even if you weren't trans, like it would be yeah, stupid. Right. You'd just be arguing with these people all the time. Anyway. I mean, and that's the thing, like, she's probably just like keeping her head down because she doesn't want to have to like come out on an accident or something. But right. like, if you were, uh, you know, not a trans person, it wouldn't be better. Like you would be just right. be like, you would just yeah. be loudly arguing being like dad, don't be a fucking bigot. You'd probably have the confidence to be like, yeah, I'm not trans, but shut up, you know, like, right. And so it's, it's not like it would be necessarily easier for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think one thing that you're not a kid, this person is 27, but like one thing that younger people, especially people who haven't come out yet, because it doesn't sound like she's out like in her regular life either. 
um, to two of the three adults at yeah um i think it's really hard to really write your parents off like it is it's it, it's a really hard thing to do mentally even if you like know like intellectually like these people are assholes and bigots and i don't care about them like especially if you're living with them like to 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 really just be like their opinion doesn't matter i don't care about them and they only love me conditionally because they're right. dickheads that's a really hard thing to process and most people don't do it until after they've been that's been confirmed to them right. um so if you have any hope of them changing their hearts it's going to have to wait i would say like wait until you are ready to come out to them um but you could just not uh it's yeah. up to you kind of but i i i i agree with you guys if you are going to be out of that house and into a different city wait at least until then if you must. your safety is your safety is paramount your exactly. uh, physical security is the is the number one concern here if you think that there might be uh i don't know uh homelessness or maybe even violence in the home or any anything negative that could happen to you then now is absolutely not the time i'm i'm just sitting here thinking about what it felt like to hide this thing and I don't wish that on anybody. Um, I remember being really fucked up about, you know, taking my hormones and presenting one way to certain people and having to endure being called another thing yeah. uh, to people that ostensibly... I was really lucky because they, I, I knew that things would be chill. I just wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Um, mm. And it's still, still it's still so fucking terrifying to broach that with uh, anybody that you think won't take it the right way. And I, I don't wish that on anybody, but now's not the time. I don't feel. Um, whatever ways that you can indulge that presentation and sort of actually live authentically try to spend as much time as you can outside the fucking house just try to get out as much as you can i know it's hard to walk in that area and i know it's not you know maybe maybe the adult siblings maybe they got a whip and they could go hang out like you could go somewhere go into I mean, town or out of the into place. the city or wherever yeah i'm a little confused at the situation because she's 27 and i mean maybe she doesn't have her own car but like yeah I didn't start driving until I was 30. So. She mentioned <laughs> there, she doesn't have a, a driver's license or a, oh. or a car, and it's not very walkable. So it's, oh, it's I see. stuck. Yeah, no, that really sucks. Um, yeah. If, yeah you're I near, mean... if you're near Dayton, Kentucky, I'll hang out with you. Fuck. I'll drive out and pick you up. We'll, have, we'll go down to the gay bar, have a good ass time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I really think that, like, I think some people get paralyzed by the fear of like the situation that they're in. Um, but I, I just think it's paramount to get out of the situation. Like you gotta get out. That I have, I have a, somebody that I'm very close with who is in a similar situation, except she is out to her parents and they are fighting constantly. They're always just like, saying shitty comments and dead naming and misgendering her and just generally treating her like shit. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I think yeah, that, that probably sucks way worse than the hiding it. That's yeah. the other thing is like, you know, risking coming out in this situation, even if, even if they are not, you know, even if there's no violence or anything, you're just risking being like, okay, well we don't respect you. And you yeah, know, right. just, you're going to feel unloved. And we're going to try to, fix you and shit like that like that you don't know what's gonna happen it could yeah it could get bad uh, so yeah it Just seems like your plan is that. to get out of the situation and you so got to succeed at that which is definitely hard but yeah. like move to so a place where you have a have a network you have a community of people who can help you through it sounds like you have friends in other places mm -hmm. i'm guessing this is like a post college or graduate thing 
sounds like. Um, so you'll get there. Don't rush it. Yeah. But you'll get I there. I think that's a big thing. This is not a comparable situation. Um, but I went through this breakup earlier this year. We were living together and I was stuck in the place for a couple months trying to find a place. And trying to move yeah. is just stressful as fuck on its own. And you can really get stuck in this place of like, I'm going to, this is forever. I'm miserable. Yeah. It's always going to be miserable. Just I've as been best in that situation two times. <laughs> it sucks so fucking bad. And that, it, again, is not even comparable to, to what you're describing here, just being trapped in this unsupportive situation and your identity having to mask that and everything. So just as best as you can, though, as you're focusing on getting out, just try to remind yourself that it's not going to be like this forever. You're not going to have to cover up who you are constantly like this because uh, that'll uh, you can fall into a despair spiral th with this kind of thing that just makes it harder to find a place, harder to yeah. get the momentum to, you know, get out there and, and, and get to the place you want to be. So as best as you can, again, validating this fucking sucks and I hate that you're in this situation, but as right. best as you can keep coming back to it's not it's not going to be forever and take whatever steps you can to get out. And then do what Audrey was talking about, whatever you can to express that identity or be around people who are supportive. So you get these reprieves from having to hide everything. Just so you can hear your everything. fucking name come out of somebody's mouth. is Yeah. Like cool water on a hot day. Yeah. But you'll I'll get say, there. I'll say, you know, the main question was how to, like, the very first thing of it is how do I come out to my dad, right? Uh, and just to reiterate, uh, don't. Yeah. Um, but like once you're in a more stable situation and you will be, yeah, don't, you know, there. even if it, it's funny, cause even like when Donna was saying like, uh, uh, it's, it feels like a long time, even if it's like three months, it feels like a lifetime when you're in a bad yep. situation, uh, and moving is so stressful, but like you will be, you'll get out of it. You'll get into a place where people care about you and you're making your own money and you can travel for move freely in the city or whatever you're in. It'll happen if you need it to happen. Um, but I think the thing is, is like coming out to your parents is like, sometimes people can surprise you. Like the thing is like when people are faced with it happening to them, <laughs> Like yeah. everything changes, like everything yeah. they've said, the things that probably resonated with you as like negative and like, oh, they're bigots. Like, they're just like, oh, shit. Well, I didn't think about it happening to me because people are yeah. kind of stupid yeah. and selfish. Like yeah. and when they're realizing like, oh, well, this person I really care about is going through it. Maybe they're not like an evil person or a mentally ill person. And maybe I should just trust them. That can happen. So like, yeah. you know. Yes, your father sounds like he's brain poisoned by Fox News and Babylon B and stuff, but like it it probably won't go well considering that and maybe you won't talk to them for a long time and that's okay, be prepared for that. But, you know, he could he come could, around. He could also just be like, "You know what? I realize I'm being kind of a dick." especially if your yeah. parents have a disagreement about it, like if your mom is like, "Well, I love you and what, you know, it, it, it's it can it's you never know how people are going to react and change when it's something that happens to them so you know i would say like we said get the confidence get it get in a safe situation and then when you are feeling able where it won't actually affect you materially right. once just, your material just, conditions are secured you can make that decision yeah and just and just say hey this is the truth uh Real quick, I want to talk about job stuff because I this situation sounds quite similar to a situation I was in where you're trapped at your parents' house in a not walkable place and you don't have a car and you don't have uh, money to get a car or get out, right? Just shoot shots with places that you don't think maybe you could get hired at and maybe you get hired at one. Always, uh, always yeah. ask for more money than you think you could possibly get. Maybe they give it to you, yeah. what the fuck? Who knows? The worst thing they can do is say, no, we only give this much. Right. Uh, yeah, definitely. And sometimes you know. that's enough. <laughs> I like, you know, yeah, go ahead. You don't want to, uh, she, she doesn't want a job in this place, right? Like she's trying to get no. a job like no, outside. No, 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 no. Yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. So. Um, but you got to kind of build up to that and maybe, I don't know, maybe ask your folks to help you with a car, you know, while they 
Yeah, you know. get the favors they're going to give you but, yeah, exactly. uh, while you're still in their good graces. Yeah, see what happens. Make the ask, because, I don't know, I I was sort of uh, just cold lamping at the whip, working 24 hours a week for not much money for a long time, and uh, my folks were actually overjoyed when I started to say that I wanted to get a better job, and I needed a car to do that, and maybe, you know, who knows. I don't know. I don't know what your your relationship to your work is right now. Just like make more money somehow. And it's not it's not as hard as it feels because it feels incredibly difficult to move up economically. But um, you can do that, too. Mm -hmm. Slight aside here, I had to get up because my cat was scratching to go outside and now she's scratching to come back inside. She's a classic. It had been about five seconds. <laughs> Here's something in the background. That's what that is. She's not coming back in. Beaky. She will just do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we believe in you, listener. Thank we, you for we writing We genuinely in. do. Please write yeah. in again with a follow-up uh, if, if, when, anything changes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we love you and care about you and want you to be safe and happy and live the life that you need to live. This will all feel like just a small annoyance in the rear yeah. view. Exactly. It feels very big now, but yeah, once you once you get out of the place, going back to this this shit ain't gonna be forever. You you got this. Yeah. Exactly. All right, let's hit up. Uh, let's hit up another question here. Uh... Yay! Hi, Adrian Dono and guest. Hello. Hello. Uh, it is it's trans <laughs> trans question heavy episode. Oh we my had god! Many people writing in this week, and so it's it's big support time up here. <laughs> I'm a 20 year old who very recently came out as a trans woman. I have come out to most of the people in my life, including my girlfriend and my parents. Everyone has been incredibly supportive so far and doing their mm-hmm. best to respect my pronouns and chosen name. Hell yeah, love to hear. Uh, however, I feel really uncomfortable asking people to view me and refer to me as a woman since I've just started my transition journey and still look very much like a guy. I'm doing my best to change how I look through clothes and makeup, but how can I expect others to see me as a woman when I still struggle to see myself as one? Is this something that will pass the longer I live as a woman, or do I have to wait till I look more like I want to? Thanks. P.S. Audrey, you were a major inspiration that helped me come out. Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's go. Wow, Let's you're go, an inspiration. Audrey. I'm a fucking inspiration. Okay. So for me, it kind of goes like this. Uh <laughs> I have my face has changed from the HRT, but not an incredible amount. Like I don't look like a completely different person really. Um so like hair length has helped me a lot, like the longer hair you have, that reads more feminine. Um if you wear glasses, getting feminine eyewear helps a whole lot. Um, and just like this is something that you'll learn over time. You just kind of put out the femme vibe in your look. And as long as you are expressing it in a way that can be read as such. Uh, some people I still get misgendered sometimes. Some people, especially when I open my fucking mouth and I have this deep ass voice, right? Um, but that happens less and less because the cover is reading femme now in various ways. The clothes, the eyewear, the hair. Um, and if somebody is, I don't know, not a dick, they will read that <laughs> and then go, oh, woman. Or I get a lot, some people will, will punt and call me a, and use they, them pronouns for me. And I'm like, that's totally chill. I'll take it. Um, and it just starts, it starts snowballing. And I would say you don't have to make any huge swings yet. You don't have to try to do anything you're uncomfortable with. I used to try to do a full face of makeup when I first started out and I did not have the capability to do that properly. And I didn't have the right shit. And I looked like a whore clown. And it was not <laughs> what I wanted. Um, you so, know, that's what most teenage girls are like, too. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah like, that's a thing. It, I think that femininity is a thing that 
I mean, just like anything else is a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't come naturally to anyone. I think that's one thing that is yeah. something you should Huge remember point. is that like, you kind of figure out what vibe you're trying to give off no matter who you are. Um, you just have to do it again. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe before you weren't thinking about it at all because you didn't want to give off the vibes that were options to given to you. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think her, her question is more like about insisting, right? Is she, is that what she, I can't read it. So it's like the, yeah, the, the, the focus was on, let me get the line here. She was saying like, I feel really uncomfortable asking people to view me and refer to me as a woman since I've just started transitioning and still look very much like a guy. I, so the thing is, is like, I think those are kind of two different things, right? Yeah. Like people's category of you, if they knew you already, no matter how much you, you know, I don't know what, if people still say pass or whatever, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you, if you look feminine to them, no matter how much they're people put you in a place in their brains where they're like, that's a, you know, that that's the guy I used to know or whatever mm-hmm. that yeah. will change over time. And that's going to be something that is that that's difficult to, I'm sure it's difficult to deal with, but that's sort of different, right? Like, yeah, you know, with new people, there's a whole other thing that you're navigating but like i think it's important to remind yourself that you kind of do have to tell people your truth more than once (laughs) you know like you know people think like coming out is like here are the rules and then everyone will follow them exactly uh and i feel like hasn't been my experience (laughs) <laughs> I've I feel bad because I've had trans friends and you know sometimes it's hard to remember like your mm-hmm. your mind just stop and it's like I fully support them and I'm not trying to be a a jerk but like yeah it just takes you know, time so I would say I would say and I'm sure you would anyway because most people aren't jerks about this but have grace with your friends who knew you before and try not to take it too personally because it's yes. not about, it's not a commentary on how you look, you know, you could be, you know, have an overnight change and it would probably would still be the same thing. Um, but in terms of having people view you a certain way, yeah. Like you were saying, uh, Audrey, like, uh, that's, that's going to be a process for anybody, you know, like when you go through puberty, for the first or second time, like it's figuring out like what kind of person are you let alone like what gender you're representing? Like, Mm -hmm. are you, you know, someone who really likes to spend every day in the morning for an hour, you know, making yourself look like a princess or are you kind of person who wants to roll out of bed and, you know, you know, be goth or whatever, you know what I mean? Like those are like different types of women. Like, so it's kind of up to you, but it sounds like what she needs to work on a little more is just like accepting herself. Yes. And I think that comes through. Like when people get to a point where they feel comfortable with who they are, people are, are not, they get that from you, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, well this person knows they're a woman. So they are, um, if they're not assholes or, too. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Correct. That's a lot of what it's been for me is I felt it. The more my self conception, uh, congealed into where it is about my gender, the more that read through and the more people gendered me correctly. That's totally mm. true. There's just a practice element to this too with, cause it's a new thing that you got to do now, like effectively asserting your gender identity, telling people where you're at. And that's a really fucking vulnerable thing to do. And it can be really scary with strangers or with people you think are going to react weird. 
Right. And you're just, tra- you got all the normal day-to-day stresses. Like you're at work or something and that sucks ass. And then on work. top of it that, always it's happens like, at work. Fuck. I have to now do this vulnerable thing while I am trying to do this job that I hate. Like that mm-hmm. is, that's so much stress on top of each other. And when you're starting out doing that for the first time, I'm sure. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. I look too masculine. I've probably looked like an idiot trying to like articulate this. Like that's something that takes guts to, to work through. And it takes practice doing that. And also just kind of showing yourself that like, particularly people that care about you that like people are going to respond okay and sometimes they're not and that is something to watch out for but like generally speaking if you're around supportive people in the way that it sounds like for the most part it's going to be all right it's just you kind of got to get over that fear and, and, and get used to doing that because it is it's just a vulnerable stressful thing to do i'm not binary i've started using they them pronouns with people and on some days for the most part like and again, all of this stuff is on a spectrum. There's no specific way any of these things need to look. But like, I've got a mustache and, and I lift weights and I have a crusty voice. I have a sense <laughs> sometimes of like, and this was a whole thing for me coming out of like, oh, I'm not like queer enough to do any mm. of this. And so telling people still sometimes I'm like, oh, like sometimes I'll like avoid talking about it. And I'm trying to work through, like, not kind of letting that that fear of it get in the way of things. I think and it's easier sometimes in the way that you're describing. Like, if I'm wearing clothing that I feel captured by, that I feel expresses the way that I feel and, and want to look, it feels a little bit easier. But, like, some days it is the roll out of bed thing. And I've got, like, a T-shirt on and my nails aren't painted. And I'm running to the store and I don't know. Or you're at, with somebody at work. And to have to have that conversation, or if you're having a bad day, sometimes you're just like, I don't want to fucking talk about this. I don't want to get pushback (laughs) from somebody. I don't want to explain what non-binary is to somebody. Sometimes you just don't want to do any of that shit. Sometimes uh, I will take a he if I'm stressed out and pissed off and not in, like, they just, they'll say it and I'll go, you can have that one, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, I think the... I think probably like to what Donna was saying, like is keep it short and don't read too much into it. Yeah. Like I'll say, I'll say like, Oh, she, sorry. I'll even apologize to them for them. (laughs) Oh, sorry. It's she. And people swallow that pretty well. And and Um, the thing, the thing about that is like, I've gotten that before and it's like, you know, people tell me like, Oh, it's, it's this. And like, I'm in New York city. Like it's not rare. Uh, yeah. that I will accidentally, you know, I'll assume someone's gender and they'll, they'll correct me and then I'll just be like, okay, cool. Oh yeah, my and, bad. And I think, and I think that like, you, that's totally reasonable to just like say because at least where I am, most people are just like, okay. And then they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't know where this person is, but I'm sure you will kind of get a sense. Like if someone is like, what then you just can write them off and just be yeah, like I don't give a fuck. Yeah, okay yeah. fuck you whatever you call me whatever you want because you're a dickhead and you wouldn't you're not interested in respecting me anyway yeah not worth um, putting the energy into so you know if if you're correcting somebody and the vast majority of people you'll run into will probably if, if they're not going to be a bigot about it will probably feel a little awkward and feel sorry for doing for you know like they'll feel like they're put in the spot of like, oops, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think most people just are like, want to say your name or pronouns, right? Like, right. so it's, you shouldn't worry about having a whole conversation with it. I think the mo- vast majority of people are just going to say like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah. you never can tell who's secretly like, fuck, I don't want to call that person a she, you know, like, mm-hmm. but don't worry about it. Like, yeah, none of your business how shitty they want to feel about yeah. you, you know? it, you're just informing people of a fact yeah is that right. you use she her pronouns which is not a yeah. big deal yeah. no one really gives a shit about it so you know <laughs> if it's your friends it's kind of understandable that they're gonna fuck it up don't take it personally for a while like don't don't tolerate it yeah a year yeah. into <laughs> right. you know this but like you know have some patience if it's strangers just keep it as short you're updating people on a fact Mm -hmm. 
don't make it a big deal, I think. Cute little piece of practical advice. Uh, a very, uh, I'll say, smallish, tasteful she-her pin will go a long fucking way when you're first starting out and you feel like you look too masculine to be gendered correctly. You just put that shit on and it's like, literally, there's a thing on me that says what you're supposed to say. Dude, that's a great point. I mean, like, yeah. I I, <laughs> I really appreciate people in, yeah. again, in Bushwick. There's a lot of them. And I've sort of just defaulted to, like, not guessing, you know, if I'm in a place yeah. with, like, people with a lot of shaved sides of their head and earring. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you I'll just. What are your pronouns? Yeah, I'm just going to say people are happy to be like, oh, yeah, she heard. You know, you yeah. kind of have to read the room. Like if you're at like a place where straights are, you know, you can assume people's gender. If you're in a place like House of Yes or something and, you know, you just <laughs> don't and ask. Um, so it's sort of like if people are walking around with a jean jacket that says their pronouns, I'm just like, great. I don't have to even think about yeah, it. Yeah, easy. It's easy. So, I mean, yeah. if you're in a place that is that feels safe to do, like especially if you're going to a party where you know there's going to be other queer people like yeah get a little pin just so you don't have to think about it yeah. like I, if you're I getting misgendered the they're being a dick yeah. <laughs> i wore the pin like the first year of my transition um and they're i think the shittiest anyone ever was to me i had a customer uh use uh he, he him pronouns and i said oh it's, pardon it's it's she her and uh she looked at me and she said, you'd never know it to look at you. Damn. Fuck you. And Rough. I went, well, I am and you will. I, I made it a point. I said, well, <laughs> I am and you will refer to me as she. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And, uh, she didn't buy anything and she left and I hope she's uh, redacted. Dead now, yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh, she uh, slipped on a banana peel. Yeah, oh, I mean, like people, lap. like, you know, people are going to be dicks. Like there's going to be bigots and assholes right. but like in general i love the looks now i love it when people give me the <laughs> audrey just made a dreamworks face <laughs> <laughs> it was very mega mind you're right um but, bunch uh, of fucking I, mega minds in this town i love it like at this point i love it and like i think maybe so you're saying that you don't feel like you can look feminine enough to deserve she her pronouns if you can just shoot for androgyny even and may and put the question out um then you'll get the question and then you can answer the way that you want to be addressed again though this this shit's good practice just generally though for just kind of standing up for yourself basically yeah. and it's even because it, it it is a minor thing but if you have any kind of anxiety or self-doubt in the way that I've dealt with a lot, <laughs> it can be hard to do these things that really aren't that that big of a deal. And it can apply to other just work stuff or well, stuff in your life where you've got to do something slightly uncomfortable that you could avoid. But it's just practicing that thing and showing it to yourself, you've got the capability to do that. And the more that you do it, the, the easier it gets. And you realize that the reactions of people typically just, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. mean anything about who you actually are. Right. So also just... Don't second guess yourself on this, basically. Huge. Just keep keep going for it. Also, like the wording that you used in your letter, like is is a such a lack of grace that you would never give to another person. Yeah. Like for sure. Like you would never say, like, oh, this per this this trans woman I know doesn't deserve she her pronouns because she doesn't look enough. Like, like you wouldn't yeah. say that to anyone else. So why are you doing that to yourself? Like hundred percent. Like don't don't do that like because it's just not fair to yours like you wouldn't yeah. do it to anyone else yeah. so you know i mean unless you think that but i think that would be rude uh you know like <laughs> <laughs> i i i don't think you would so i you know you are you've gotten to this place where you've come out to your friends and and family i don't know if you're family but you've come out to people you think you know this of yourself you're only doubting yourself because you're afraid of what people might say and you're afraid of, of, of you you have an anxiety about what bigots think and you know what Fuck people. Em. Yeah. And you just, you can't let the fact that some people are transphobic, like burrow into your mind, like a bot fly. Like it's not, you don't really think that 
So don't worry about it. Most people who are friends with you and love you do not think that either. So do your best to make yourself feel good and present the way you want to feel good. And yeah, just ask politely and it's fine. And we think you're rocking because you listen to this show. We genuinely do. <laughs> That's true. You're bad as fuck. We love you. <laughs> well, dang, we got a thematic episode inadvertently, but very good questions. And I uh, appreciate y'all folks for, for writing in. And we appreciate Bryn for joining us and giving <laughs> some very sweet advice to these folks. Thank you Thank for you. having me. What do you got to plug? Where can the people find you? Oh, boy. Uh, I have, uh, I have a show about movies called Generation Loss with Jeremy Hammond. Um, it's a fun time. You can find, listen to that wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, I have a show about politics that I am on somewhat frequently, uh, called Beep Beep Lettuce, uh, <laughs> which it's, it doesn't take itself that seriously. Um, <laughs> I have a band called Stay Inside. We are going on a long tour one of the longest tours we've done. It's not that long, but it's like two and a half weeks. Um, Hell yeah. All across the Northern America, um, mostly the North. So if you're in the South, sorry, fuck you. Uh, we're, <laughs> not really, but we're going from New York to Portland. So if you're in any of the states that we're on, come see my band. Uh, Stay Inside BK on Instagram, Stay Inside Music on Twitter. Uh, we've got a new song coming out on the first uh, that is not technically announced yet, but uh, who cares? Um, so look out for that. Listen to that shit on Spotify and follow me Hell on Twitter yeah. at Kinematography. We love it. We love it. Well, check Donovan, out Bryn's I... stuff. What? Yeah. I was about I'm to say, sure. I think I know what that pause was. I think you're trying to sort the Patreon and it's hell. <laughs> They've changed everything and Why I'm in hell, change but I did figure it out. Click, <laughs> click this link and it should give you the sort by name active. oh fuck you can put them in as like tags in the url yes i just need to save this yes hell yeah nice we don't even have to vamp it's just that, the list <laughs> i gotta tell you it fucking sucked figure it out <laughs> fuck you patreon figure your shit out <laughs> well you heard it from Go Madonna earlier. We got a Patreon. We do bonus episodes each week with erratic questions. We're trying to do themes these days. It's a rocking time. You get access to like 150 episodes in the backlog too. I mail you a sticker and there's a Discord. It's great. $5 a month. But for $10 a month, you get all of that and we shout your name out in lights at the end of each main episode. Who are we shouting out first? We begin, as we do, with Anemone. We're shouting out Anthony Lindbergh. We're going to shout out our beloved Day One Barb. We're shouting out my dad. (laughs) Shouting out Daddy Dylan, who made chicken and asparagus for me, and it's sitting in the microwave. I'm going to eat it right after this. Shouts out. We're shouting out Gigi. We're going to shout out K friggin' money. (laughs) So We're shouting out Laser McGraw couldn't solve the lament configuration, so he got mad and flushed it down the toilet. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the pain pleasure. Come on. <laughs> We're going to shout out Mall Criata. Uh, I do have to fiddle with the app because we have, we have a special shout out that we need to do. Fuck. Oh, yeah. God damn it. How do you find messages on this story? You Stupid texted it app. to me, so I, hold on. Okay, it's it's it's, it's, it's Rico. When we get to that one, yeah. Did you shout out Malcriata? I did shout out Malcriata. Yes. Shout three out again. times now. We're shouting out MC Proletariat. We're Is gonna it? shout out Mickey Flykick. We're shouting out Pablo Hummus. And uh, we have a special shout out this week. Uh, big congratulations to da, 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 Rico Suave on your fucking nuptials, baby. Let's go. Mazel tov. Wedding, wedding. Wedding, wedding. Woo! <laughs> I will spoil it. Tufted Titmouse, who apparently is friends with you, Rodan, and, and requested this special shout out. So, hell yeah. That's a, Very cool. That's a rad friend. And that's we're happy cool for friend. you. Who else With we Audrey? got? We're sh- was it? 
friends with Audrey. Oh, friends with Tufted Titmouse. Well, I, I'd patron. say they're friends because they're friends of the show. They're friends sure. of the oh. show. We're shouting out Riley. We're going to shout out from episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Toteland, our good friend Brian, Rich Homie Click Clack. We're shouting <laughs> out Spreadable Fruit. We're going to shout out Super Deformed. We're shouting out Synth Mage. We're going to shout out uh, the members of a very cool podcast, The Worst of All Possible Worlds. Y'all are cool. Thank you for supporting us at the $10 a month level. We're shouting out Tufted Titmouse, a good friend. <laughs> We're going to shout out Wendy because everyone knows it's Wendy. It just tickles me more now that I know that's from fucking Breaking Bad. I it still <laughs> cannot believe that. We're shouting out, last but not least, Ren. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. Thank uh, you thank all you for Thank you so your much support. for joining us. $10 a month level, Wind Beneath Our Wings. We love you. You very, are the Wind Beneath Our Wings. You are the wind beneath our wings. We have to say it at the same time. Do we? Well, we try to, but you try to juke me out every time. Okay, count it out, Bren. You, like, lead us in. One, two, three. You, you are, are the wind, the wind beneath our wings. Beneath our wings. <laughs> you did a cool pause. Nailed it. You got it. <laughs> uh, I did the music. The intro theme is Horn Filters, the love theme from RFTB. You can find it at more songs like it at soundcloud.com slash RFTB. Pod. I'm off tomorrow. I'm going to put up more tunes. I'm doing it. I'm finally going to do it. Putting up more tunes. Beautiful. Okay. And the outro theme is some shit I haven't made yet. So I'm going to make that right <laughs> before I do the uploads. <laughs> so make some new tunes for you. Uh, thanks again to Bryn for joining us. Thanks to, for listening, listener. Thanks to the patrons. Thanks to me, Donovan, for being my <laughs> beloved co-host. And uh, I'm going to get right up on this microphone as I have a tendency to do. And I'm going to say I love you. Thanks. Bye.